Just a heads up, today's episode doesn't get into anything graphic, but should be said that we do discuss some mature themes. Don't let us. We'll be graded, though. Welcome to the podcast, The Book Isn't Necessarily Better, presented by the Community Library Network in North Idaho. We are your podcast hosts, Roxanne and Michaela. Exciting. Today is our first <laughs> mini-sode. We're going to be putting out our main episodes like two times a month now that Michaela's over at the Hayden branch. So we thought we'd, we'd do a couple little mini-sodes in between. Yeah. And today we want to focus on something that I, I just need Michaela to explain it to me. <laughs> so... Harry Potter. Let's talk about Harry Potter. Okay. And specifically, I want to know what Voldemort's beef is with Harry. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Full disclosure. Yeah. <clears throat> I have read books one through four of Harry Potter. They're we fine. Just when it was getting good. They're fine. There's so much of it, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I feel like this is the tables are turned for every book, like Anne and Green Gables. What other things did I love and you hate? Uh, many, many things. Little Women, yeah. Little House on the Prairie. So I want to hear, I just, I want some explanation okay. because I don't care to go back and read it myself. So I want to hear it from you because I, I like your opinion on books. Oh, thank you. And I just want to hear your take on, like, kind of fill in the later parts of Harry Potter for me. Okay. I First, I need to ask, like... Is there a reason you stopped it for? I stopped caring. You got bored? I don't like fantasy. Okay, but it's not, like... How is it not fantasy? I mean, it's fantasy, but it's got a lot of cooler stuff going on. My biggest reason why I love Harry Potter Uh is not for the fantasy part of it. It's actually for the language element of Harry Potter. It is well written. It's very well written, and I think that J.K. Rowling does an excellent job of using language in fun ways, especially in their magic spells. Hmm. It's, that's actually my favorite part about it. Okay, give me some examples. Okay, so for instance... Oh, and by the way, this episode's just going to be freeform. Yeah, this is just us having fun. <gasps> We're just riffing. <laughs> it's our jazz sesh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to talk about Harry Potter yep. for 20 minutes. For a, f- for a little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so uh, for instance, some of the fun spells. Uh, she has... She has... Dumbledore has in his office a tool called a pensive... Which uh, is excellent because it both sounds like the word pensive, which is thoughtful, and has the word sieve in it. Sieve is S-I-E-V-E, and it's something for sifting, right? Typically used in, like, baking and things like that. Mm -hmm. So having a pensive literally means sifting through your thoughts, and that is what that tool does. You take memories out, put it in there, and you're allowed to view them at your own discretion and leisure. It's not very realistic. It's fantasy, (laughs) Roxanne. That's why I don't care. Of course not. I get why people like Harry Potter. But yeah, I want to hear from a Harry Potter fan, like, just cool stuff about it that I don't care to read. But, but, okay, okay, here's my pressing. Yes. Why does Voldemort care about Harry? Okay, so you quit before the book and I read it out. And I read it when the books first came out. So this was like, what, 20, 15 years ago? Quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember what the beef is. So. I know the general gist of Harry Potter, but like, so the problem. Why is, does he care so much? 
The problem is you quit before you found out. Oh. It, this is explained really well in book five, The Order of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. So that's why I don't. This is why you have That's why no it's idea. not evident to me. Okay. Okay. So, Harry Potter and Voldemort, right? Mm-hmm. Neither can live while the other survives. I, I know. know why. Okay. Because. <laughs> because there's a prophecy, right, that's made before Harry is even born. Okay. Okay? Prophecy has a long history in magic, in fantasy, right? There's uh, famously Cassandra the Seer, uh, the Delphi Oracle. You know what I'm talking about? Like, back yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah, ancient yeah, yeah. Greek times. And, and, like, Macbeth. It, Macbeth. There's... Uh, fortune tellers and seers and oracles in all sorts of magical things. Mm -hmm. So, the Harry Potter one is fun because there's a woman named uh, Trelawney, Sybil Trelawney. She is... Professor Trelawney? Professor Trelawney, I've also, I think, seen most of the movies, but... Mm. I, that's I like, unfortunate, but <laughs> like, I was like, what? I, I didn't follow. Okay. So, the fun thing about her is she is the divination teacher. She played by... Emma Thompson. Um, yes. Okay. And she's, she's Emma Thompson. She's very good in those movies. Okay. Unlike most of the people. She's great in everything. Uh, yeah. So she's the divination teacher. She teaches, like, reading tea leaves and reading crystal balls and predicting the future. Their textbook oh. is called Unfogging the Future. I wouldn't have been able to do any of those things when I was a child. <laughs> right, right. <That's>, uh, <laughs> her grandmother is named, you find this out, Cassandra Trelawney, which is ah. a nod to Cassandra the Seer. That's fun. Yeah. Who is uh, doomed to always tell the truth but never be believed. That's her whole thing in the Greek mythology, <gasps> right? Oh, the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Okay. So, in a very similar fashion, Sybil Trelawney is not a not considered to be a very good fortune teller or diviner. Wait, Sybil Trelawney or Cassandra? So Cassandra is the grandma. Oh, okay. Sybil Trelawney is the professor now. <gasps> oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, she's considered not to be a very good. Uh, fortune teller, seer, diviner. So she has an actual vision, uh, an actual prophecy about the future that pretty much nobody believes. Uh, also, a lot of people don't know about it. But what happens is she's applying for the post of divination teacher and starts going to an actual prophecy, which Dumbledore hears, which is that... Uh, at the end of the seventh month, a boy will be born to parents who have thrice defied Voldemort, who will be the Dark Lord's undoing. Right? Okay. He will mark him as his equal. Neither can live while the other survives. Got it. Halfway through this prophecy, Snape, who is my favorite. A lot of people don't like Snape. I'm a I, big... I love Snape. So he hears halfway through uh, that prophecy. So all he knows, he's working for Voldemort, the Dark Lord. All he knows is that... Is a... he bad? Uh, no. Yes, but no. Like, I know he, we he's find out he's good, bag. but he's kind of a jerk. At this point, yeah, okay, listen, he's always a jerk. He's not, like, a nice human. But he's not evil. But he's not an evil human. Okay. Okay. So he hears partway through, he doesn't hear the part about Harry, well, or whoever this prophecy is about, maybe having powers that the Dark Lord knows not. So he doesn't know that in telling him that Harry is maybe the target of this, that he's also... Uh, going to go target Harry, and then doesn't know that maybe Harry will be able to overpower Voldemort. Okay. So he doesn't know that there's danger in this prophecy. Snape. Snape. Doesn't know. Or Voldemort. Okay. So Voldemort goes, he actually chooses between two people. There's Neville. It could have been about Neville Longbottom, and but it could have been about Harry. Also Neville. He really glowed up. Yep. 
those movies. For sure he did. Does he glow up in the book? He does glow up in the book a little bit, too. Not, like, so much in, like, appearance and stuff, but just as being a... Finds a sense of self. Heroic stud muffin. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, Snape passes this information on to Voldemort. Voldemort chooses Harry as the most likely candidate to be his eventual undoing, uh, attempts to kill him, and the- What curse- do you mean he chooses him? So it- the prophecy- Like, was he guessing? Yeah, the prophecy could either have been talking oh. about Neville or Harry. Okay. And there's a whole thing about him choosing- So he could have been wrong? Yeah. Why didn't you just kill both of them? So here's the- here's the thing. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. Calm down. In choosing, uh-huh. he marks Harry as his equal- which is an essential part of the prophecy that Snape missed because mm-hmm. he was caught and thrown out before the prophecy concluded. So okay. you didn't hear the whole thing. So he didn't hear the whole thing. That's okay. that's a big part of this. So is that considered a farce? Uh, yeah, I would say that's farcical. Bazinga! Yeah, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway, all this has happened. Voldemort goes to the Potter's home. He kills the dad and then kills the mom. But because the mom is standing in the Lily way of Harry, and James, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. But because she's standing in the way of Harry's crib, the curse rebounds on him uh, because her love protects Harry, and Voldemort vanishes into the ether. Okay. Okay. Fast forward eleven years. Voldemort's back. There's a lot Ralph of hocus Fien. pocus involved. Ralph, is it fines? Ralph, fines. Ralph fines. Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and has no nose. Yeah. Um, Does he have a little face on the back of his head? You are. <laughs> gosh, your Harry Potter knowledge is woefully. I, am, I, I promise this is it's not a bit woeful. I promise it's not a bit. Like um, this is like all the information I have. Yeah. Okay. So yes, in the first thing, he doesn't have a body of his own. He attaches his spirit to <laughs> Professor Quirrell. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> To Professor Quirrell. Okay, so he's he's living parasite-like in Professor Quirrell's body. So that's that, not a forever thing. No, it just, it has some physical manifestation. So he's like a hermit crab. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he just needs to find a home, darn it. <laughs> he needs to find a shell that fits. Exactly. So anyway, a couple years go by, he, he gets a couple different shells, and then eventually <laughs> returns <laughs> returns to his body. Wait, is he Crookshanks cr- at some point? The cat? No. Oh. This is... <laughs> I promise I am not playing dumb. Not even a little bit. Okay. Um, anyway, it's okay. Gets a, a form back. But that's why he's so uh, intent on murdering Harry, is he knows that one of them has to go. Okay. And he is determined that it's going to be Harry. But what if he was wrong and it was Neville? He can't be wrong, because the prophecy states he will mark him as his equal. So oh. in doing the the oh. choosing, okay, he's made the prophecy come true. It's a very self fulfilling prophecy, right? Got it. The whole got it. Okay, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It also they bring it up like the prophecy would not matter at all if nobody had put stock in the prophecy, but because <laughs> your face, but it because makes my brain hurt because they heard it. And they believed it uh-huh. and did something about it. It becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Can you please think of like a historical <laughs> analogy to that? Oh wow, that was well, I, not really, because prophecies aren't real. No, but like they thought something, so they did it, or like they. Uh, I mean, it's just like manifestation, right? Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. Okay. So okay. Like, oh, go ahead. Oh, were you gonna go with manifest destiny? No, oh no, that's a really good example. I was gonna say like Hitler was like yeah. the Third Reich needs to be restored, so he tried to. I kind don't, of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 
Anyway. Okay. It's a... If you've read, like, The Secret or... Yes! Okay. <laughs> all that hippie debate stuff. Yeah, okay. all that... Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? But we have it at the library, if you want. If, if you, you want to check, check it out. out. <laughs> nice. Jinx, you owe me a podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, does that answer your question? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> You're still not sold on the, the hair. Why can't he kill him? Like, why doesn't he just do it? Okay. Um, well, for one thing, Harry has a lasting protection given to him by his mom. Uh, from That's convenient, it's very to con- use your it is words. extremely convenient, yes. That um, Gilbert, Blythe, and Anne <laughs> get together. This is also convenient. Yeah. It's similar, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but in the meantime, like, when he's at school and stuff, he is surrounded by a lot of people who have a vested interest in keeping him alive. So Dumbledore, most famously, and Dumbledore and Voldemort are pretty equal as far as, like, power goes. Okay. Um, except that Dumbledore won't use his powers for the evil that Voldemort will. Can I ask so a question? kind of limited, yeah. Why is Voldemort, like, such a grump? Okay, so that is a really good question that like, what I don't know that I can answer. Deal. Um, he kind of is the Hitler of the wizarding world. Okay. Right? Like, he just wants power. Um, there's only power, and those too weak to seek it. That's that's a head-scratcher right there. It is, yeah. But he basically just wants to... A couple things. He wants wizards to be able to come out of the shadows because they live uh, kind of a second-class citizen life, which is kind of ironic. It's very uh, X-Men. Yeah, right. Um, they don't really want to tell people they have powers because then they're like, well, people would ask us to, like solve their cancer or like make them better Wait, we can, don't want to do that okay this is a real question yeah yeah can wizards get cancer okay so this is a question that like i've always wondered and okay. i'm sure they probably can and i'm sure that you can't take harry potter like super literally because if you think about <laughs> That's it why i don't like fantasy i know because i'm like well isn't that convenient <laughs> i know if you think about it for literally even like 10 minutes you're like oh there's a hole there's a hole. I can poke a hole in that one. Um, I have like an entire list of like plot holes. Please tell me this is like an actual word document. I mean, it's like a mental list, but I'll write it down so that we can talk about it some other time. I've got a lot. This anyway. is delightful. Oh, good. This is so fun. Yeah. So he wants wizards to be able to live their lives out loud without being able to, without having to worry about the muggles, right? The normally the normies like you and me. <laughs> um, and also, he's a little bit. Uh, eugenicist in the fact that he mm. wants only like purebred wizards to be in power or even a thing. Um, it's got some very Holocaust parallels. Oh, okay. To it. So my third Reich analogy like wasn't that. Far it wasn't that bad. Off. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. They, so they, he's just a power hungry monster. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but like, did he go through like any like traumas? I mean, like in his childhood. Like, like where? His... Like where did he grow up? Okay. Uh, he grew up in an orphanage because his... His real name Tom. His real name is Tom Riddle. Tom Morvolo Riddle. Um, and he grows up in an orphanage. His dad is a muggle. His mom is a witch. She has a really terrible life. Her dad's abusive. Um, kind of subverts her powers. Like, she's not very powerful as a witch because her dad is so abusive to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she manages to make a love potion and trick... Tom Riddle Sr. into coming in and kind of living a, a sham life with her. And they have Tom, but he... Is Tom Riddle Sr. a wizard? No, he is a muggle. So it's interesting that he wants... Yeah. Full blood. Just like Hitler was... Exactly. Like, Jewish... Oh, 
Really? Yeah. There's a lot of a lot, wow. a lot of parallels that goes on forever. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, Voldemort. What do you mean she like tricks him? She makes a love potion. Why couldn't she just use uh, she's, online dating? Listen, she's not super attractive. Her dad keeps her locked in the house. This guy just happens to live in the same village and rides by on horseback every once in a while. Got so it. he's like the only man she knows. Okay. Okay. And she needs to get out of there. Is this in England? Yes. This is in the village of Little Hangleton. It's cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that all happens. Uh, Tom Riddle Sr. leaves her because he she stops using the love potion and he falls out of love with her, obviously. Ladies, listen. Don't stop using the love potion if you want to hang on to your man. <laughs> or just don't start it in the first place. That would be the smart advice. Um, so he leaves her. She is heartbroken and dies soon after Tom Riddle Jr. is born. He goes to an orphanage, lives his whole life there, but he has powers that he doesn't really understand or know anything about, So, and he's a bully. He's already a bully. Because hurt people hurt people. Yes. But the whole thing is that maybe since he was conceived under the effects of a love potion, that he can't actually feel love. That's speculated on in there a bit. Um, I bet there are just, like, Reddit forums dedicated oh, I, to that. Oh, there's gotta be. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, it's a it's a whole thing about how love can protect you or destroy you, depending on how it is used, either as a tool or a weapon. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite character and why? Uh, in the entire series? Yeah. Uh, Hermione Granger, because she kicks so much ass. Who's your favorite minor character? Oh, it's so hard to say minor. There's a lot of people who, like, go in and out of books. Like, they're mm-hmm. a bigger part of some of them than they are of others. Mm-hmm. If you're going, like, really, really minor, yeah, I'd say... like, Mo- super minor. Super minor. Okay, like, Molly Weasley is one of my favorites. Ah, uh, I like her. Yeah. She's yeah. pretty great. Uh, okay, if you had the ability to, like, have access to use one spell, what would it be? Just one? Just out one. of the entire... Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Um... I mean, personally, I'd really like to be able to turn the lights on and off. I think that's kind of a useful power. Uh, that, so the Lumos... You know, do you know smart, smart lights exist? Um, yeah, I just don't have them. So, I don't know. <laughs> what? That's not a bad answer. I want to be able to read in bed and not have to get up and turn the light on. Get a smart light. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like the Office episode. Have you seen the Office episode? Do you watch the Office? Yeah. Where he's, like, in your dreams you're the manager <laughs> of a hotel in hell yeah <laughs> check out time really never yeah <laughs> i don't know that was what about a, the invisibility cloak you put me on the spot that's not a spell that's a cloak <laughs> <laughs> that fair i'll give you that okay i sorry you really put me on the spot with that question i have to think about it more because there's a whole <laughs> you want to turn the lights on enough but mostly they're like useless like what? Like, that's the kind of thing but that But could they, they cure cancer? Probably. So you're not going to take the cancer but spell mostly, and, like, help, I mean, help everyone out? If it existed, Michaela? yeah, it would be great. <laughs> Here's the problem. They use most of their magic in that series to do, like, really, like, <laughs> stupid things. Are they basically, like, life hacks? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> For instance, there's literally a spell, Wadawazi, that all it does is shoots a piece of gum up the nose of a poltergeist. That's all it does, Roxanne. Who thought of that? <laughs> JK. Silly. Silly little JK. Hmm. So anyway, that's my... Obviously, wizards could use it for a lot of good, but mostly they just use it to do householdy 
make your life slightly easier type things. Okay. So, so a lot like humans. Okay. <laughs> so like knowing me, what spell do you think I would like really enjoy having? Hmm. Um, I mean, there's like a cheerfulness spell, which I think you could kind of use for people. Wait, can I make other people cheerful? Yes. Oh, I would like that. I think you would. I would like that. Um, yes. It's a cheering charm and they, it's on one of their tests. Yes, I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'd be your spell. Is it just a cheering? Like, how do you, like, how, how might one do it? Uh, I don't think they actually tell the charm in it. You can either use... <laughs> Listen, there's a whole bunch of ways you can go about it. There's like, a spell I just try using my winning about. personality and my smile, but... like Yeah, if that's I not good enough. That doesn't do it. <laughs> I know! <laughs> it's not strong enough. You need to add a strengthening solution to that smile. It would help. No? I don't know if that was an insult or not. It was not an insult. It was just a Harry Potter <laughs> insider joke. You whiten my teeth. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. Uh, this has been so fun. <laughs> I want more mini-sodes. Yes, we'll do more. Uh, this is our mini-sode, Harry Potter versus Voldemort beef. Michaela explains it all. <laughs> Michaela explains it all, yes. Oh, I like that. Yes, that's perfect. We're keeping that. Perfect. <laughs>